Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Banecdotes. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Banecdotes, Ontario's underground heavy music source, where we cover screamo, punk, hardcore, metal. We take those musicians, bring them on the show, and have them tell some of the wildest stories from being in a band, from either on the road, in the studio, or anything in between. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review, Follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes, that's B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you want to be a guest or want to be a part of the show in some capacity, if you want to be featured on our month recap, uh, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. And this week we have Darren... I don't know his last name. And in fact, I tried baiting him into telling me what his last name was, and you'll hear he didn't fall for it. Um, It wasn't a very good bait, I suppose, but either way, he did not fall for it. So he goes by X, Darren X, or Darren with X's, Uh, depends on who you're talking to. You might know him in some of his projects as Powerbomb, uh, Heartless, uh, and he's also in a vegan straight-edge band called Street Justice. Him and I had a really cool conversation. Uh, he's an older fellow. Uh, as you'll hear, the first show he played was when I was like five years old or something like that, which is crazy to me. But I love that he's been around for this long because I always love to pick people's brains and, you know, see how band culture was kind of back then <laughs> as it is compared now. A lot of it is based online, right? The MySpace era kind of brought everything online. But before then, it's always captivating to me that people just book shows over phone and you were like, listen to this band. I think that's how it went, actually. I'm not entirely sure. Email me if that's not how it went. I want to know um, because I'm curious. If you're an old promoter, tell me how you used to book bands uh, before the internet. I imagine that there was a lot of phone calls involved I'm sure there was a lot of messages left on answering machines involved. But, like, how would you even check out the band before, like, you you heard them? Like, nowadays, you just go and check out them on, like, a website. But, like, how would you, like, and and how Sinner kind of does is, like, we just hit up venues and go, or, or, or promoters and go, listen, like, we're going to be in your area <laughs> in this date or so. Do you want to hook us up? And it's a little bit easier nowadays, not necessarily the easiest, um, but I'm curious how it went then. Anyways, we're going to get the show started off with a song called American Nightmare by Powerbomb off the record No Mercy here on Banecdotes. <laughs> Yeah! 
Right on, Darren. How's it been? It's been a while since I've seen you. When's the last time you think we've seen each other? It's been a while. Uh, I think maybe the last time I can think of was probably that Sinner St. Catherine show where Rust played and I was filling in with Rust. That was like, that was one of the last, that was like maybe the last couple of weeks of shows before. It was in March, I think. It was oh, like yeah. March 3rd or March 5th or something. Um, so I think that was the last time I probably saw you. Totally. I completely forgot that you played that and you filled in for yeah. Rust. When, when were you going to say it was the last time? <laughs> I honestly just couldn't remember the last time. Like, yeah. I know we've played shows. It's hard to keep track, especially when, like, you know, looking back on before COVID happened, there were so many shows happening all the time that, like, it was just a blur. So, honestly, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to even cite a time. But, yeah, that would, would have definitely been the last time we've seen each other. So, not too long. Yeah, so I've let the listeners know what you do. But tell us in your words, your role in the Ontario heavy community. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have an official role in the Ontario heavy community, but I play in a couple of bands. Um, <laughs> I play I play drums in Powerbomb. Uh, I play most things in Street Justice, my little side vegan straight edge hardcore band. Um, I play bass in the uh, revived uh, Heartless Experience. Um, it's not called the Heartless Experience; it's just called Heartless. Um, but they were they were like an old band from before that my old band used to play with all the time, and then they were like on a very extended hiatus and came back, and I ended up joining up with them because they they've been buds for a long time. So I played bass in Heartless. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes right I fill in in other bands. Yeah. Yeah, like you were just saying, like you played played drums for Rust for that one show. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say, what what have the projects been up to over the course of the pandemic? Well, not very much. I think uh, I think like a lot of people, maybe when it first started up, I had some delusions of being able to write a new album for every band and 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 a new one. And I I haven't done any of that. Um, <laughs> been a little creatively stifled for whatever reason. I don't know if it's directly related to the pandemic, but I haven't done much writing at all. We've got a couple got a couple new powerbomb songs we could probably throw together for an ep and put it out which i think is like loosely the plan right now but like i've written anything for street justice like heartless hasn't jammed since the show we i think the show the last heartless show was like that weekend that everything got shut down and we haven't jammed or anything or i haven't even like seen most of those guys since then because of you know quarantining and all that um so we haven't been up to too much yeah well that's fair i know it can be tough uh like Sinner is so very much the same way where we need to kind of be in the room to kind of make music. We we've got ideas floating around together on the drive um, that we're definitely going to work on when we get back together. But yeah, as of right now, everything has definitely kind of been at a standstill. So yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. So you've been active in the ha uh, music community for quite a while. How long would you say you've been active for? Well, I mean, I started playing shows, playing in bands when I was, you know, 13, 14, which was way back in the 90s. Um, <laughs> like my, I think the first show, I think I have a, I have a poster up on my wall here that the, of the, the first flyer, for the first show that I ever played. And I believe it says May 1995. So. Oh, right was, on. So that was my first show ever. <laughs> I would have been five. Nice. I was uh, I was fourteen. Yeah. So right on. That was a, it was a supernova show at the. It was a place called the Gasworks. It's not there anymore. I think it was at Young and Wellesley. Um, but yeah, 
that's so I've been active since then, I guess, technically off and on in different genres and different bands. Yeah. What was, what was that first band that you played with? That band was called Head Trip. Head Trip. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a, I think it was a Pantera reference from, um, this love where he says no more head trips or something. Yeah, so I think yeah. we, were, we were, we were big into Pantera and like machine head at the time, Metallica and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think we got it from that. Cool. So uh, like, how did you get involved in the music community? Yeah. Just like listening to music and liking music and like wanting to play music and just, you know, come, it comes with like, you know, listening. I first got in, like I first started in music with like metal and like that stuff, like Pantera and Megadeth and Slayer and stuff. Right. Um, and that, that kind of music just comes like automatically. You want to like get a guitar and learn how to play it, I guess. I don't know. Um, so it just started like that. And so you should start a band. And then like me and my friends at the time started a band and I just never wanted to stop doing that as people, sometimes people fall off and stop being in bands and I find some new people to be in bands with and start new bands. And yeah, just always want to be in bands. It's fun. I don't know what else I would do. How many bands do you think you've been in? like all time probably yeah. not that many but <laughs> um yeah like besides some ones that never really did anything or didn't really go anywhere i've probably only been in like 10 <laughs> yeah i mean over the course of like if, you, if you're really saying it like if you're saying like 95 is like the first show you played yeah. over like that's that's 25 years 10 bands is actually it's, it's actually not that many bands in in the, in the grand scheme <laughs> yeah. of things here in a couple for a couple years like powerbomb's been almost like four years now i think we've been a band like three definitely three maybe maybe four so that's been a bit you guys have co uh, covered quite a bit of ground too you, you you did a you i mean rightfully so you did like an intro for a wrestler uh around here was it is it a wrestler is the wrestler around here yeah i think she's from toronto her name was jody threat i think it's i think she's still i mean you as know, much as nothing, yeah Another thing that isn't happening is wrestling, I suppose, right? Um, but yeah, she's still around. Um, and I think she still uses our song. <laughs> but yeah, and then, and actually, so we've actually got two wrestlers using our song <laughs> because uh, Burton, our singer, actually met a girl who is a wrestler and they've been dating for a couple of years. And so she uses one of our songs as an entrance theme as well too. So we're out there in the underground indie wrestling scene of Southern Ontario, for sure. Now, correct me if, you, if I'm wrong. You guys have played a, a one or two, a couple wrestling like gigs. This was like our biggest loss of the lockdown and pandemic and stuff. That was in it was late March or it was early April. I can't remember. I think it might have been like late March, right? So it was like one of the first shows that we had to cancel. Was we were supposed to play Lucha Palooza at Lee's Palace, which we were going to be the only band, and then there was going to be wrestling. I don't, I don't know what exactly was going to happen if we were going to play in between matches or what the setup was going to be. But yeah, it was like a wrestling event and we were supposed to play it and we were very much looking forward to it and very disappointed that it got canceled, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. That sounded like yeah, it, it would have been a good time. Luchadora Fest? Is that what you said? Lucha like Lollapalooza. Lucha That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They do, uh, it's like this um, Demand Lucha is the name of like the event uh, people that put on these events. And they do, I think they do four a year. They do one every three months. They do like Lucha Palooza. And then they do, I forget the other names of them, but they'll, there'll be one at the Opera House and one at Lee's Palace. And it's like every, it's every three months, I think. So they do four a year and we were going to be on that one. I think we'll probably end up on one when it, when it comes back. So that'll be cool. But yeah, yeah. Whenever the 
frig that happens. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Probably still not anytime soon. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. So, so yeah, Powerbomb is a wrestling-themed, uh, uh, you know, hardcore band. Uh, have you guys ever thought about going the full nine and, like, doing the, like, full-blown costumes? Like, and, like, you guys should, I think you guys should just uh, have an inner, you know, uh, intermission and just wrestle each other <laughs> mid-set and then just pick up your gear halfway and then just continue going. <clears throat> Maybe. It's a, it's a great, it's a great suggestion. I think I think we've maybe thought about it. I don't know. I don't know how, like, honestly, we're like, um, we're a wrestling inspired uh, hardcore band and stuff, but I don't know how crazy into wrestling all of us actually even are. It's like, Burton's like really into it. He watches it every week and like knows what's going on. I was kind of like casually into it. I was like, sure, let's do this wrestling thing. Whatever sounds fun. I don't care. I want to do it. I, I, if it was up to me, it would be a vegan straight edge hardcore band every time, but uh, <laughs> I'm I don't really have an intention of writing the lyrics. And I was like, Burton, do your thing. You want to do it a wrestling thing? Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it that way. But yeah. And then like Jarrett and Jules are like definitely not into wrestling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like kind of a little, right? Like, I mean, Jules probably was in the early 2000s with most people in the rock and stone cold attitude era or whatever. Right. But beyond that, I don't think we're too currently into wrestling other than Burton. who's like big into it. That's fair. That that. That's reasonable. Um, so, like, you're a fairly private person. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't even think I know your real last name. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've looked into your Instagram and tried to find some sort of interest outside of music that you're passionate about. Uh, tell me a bit about yourself. What do you like to do that keeps you busy outside of music? I don't know. Well, like, a lot of um, music is mostly what keeps me busy. Um, like, and then obviously, unfortunately, with the lack of shows, that's considerably less so i think i feel i think i filled most of that void with just playing pokemon nice. <laughs> yeah uh, other than that it was just like i work i uh work in social work and like mental health and addiction and stuff and the only thing that i really care about is like animal rights and animal justice and being vegan and eating vegan food and finding vegan places and talking to people about vegan stuff and trying to convert the masses to and the exploitation of animals and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> now, how long have you been vegan? I mean, I've been vegetarian since I was 16, I think. Um, and then have been like vegan off and on since then with like varying degrees of like more and less success. Um, but it's a lot easier now to be vegan than it was back in like 1998 when I tried the first time right so now it's like super easy like when those Beyond Burgers at A&W came out like whatever that was like two years ago and then everyone was like oh there's like a whole market we, we gotta all have like a vegan option and now now everywhere has like a vegan option and it's like way easier but um my current run of veganism is a couple years like it's been the last like two or three years I think um, solid, right? But yeah, I've always been like at least vegetarian, right? And I think I'm, I think I'm pretty vegan for good at this point. So, very much into it. Right on. You're one of the OGs. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, you mentioned Pokemon. Uh, did you hear that Pokemon Snaps coming out at the end of April? I saw something about it. I I'm a bit of like a new like actually like Pokemon Go got me yeah. into Pokemon. So I've only been into Pokemon for like a few years. Like I didn't grow up on it. For some reason I didn't realize that it was something that I would have really liked 
when it first came out and I just like kind of ignored it at the time and then found out now. So I'm like right now kind of like my quarantine project has been like rounding up like all the old games and like the all the old Game Boy ones and like playing through them and stuff. Um, but I did see that there was the Pokemon Snap, but I'm not that's like a remake of something. Right. But I'm not sure what it was. So, yeah, no, Pokemon, the Pokemon Snap, the original game came out for the N64 and it's a very simple yeah. game. All you do is you just you're on a you're on like a train path and like you just you, you look around and you take pictures of the Pokemon. And then sometimes you got to make them interact with each other and they'll evolve like you kind of there's like little quirks to it. Um, so they've just like they've made a, maybe like a sequel or a remake or like some sort of like, yeah, switch release for it. So like, yeah, they're going to do the whole nine yards with that one that should be good like as far as a pokemon fan it should be fun nice oh i'll check it out So let's get into some anecdotes. Uh, uh, tell me some of the wildest stories you have from being on the road or in the studio or anything in between. Man, I was thinking hard about this topic. I don't think I have any crazy wild stories. I'm like a boring, straight edge, 
plain guy that doesn't get into any craziness. <laughs> um, I was trying hard. Like, I messaged the Powerbomb group chat last night. I was like, what's the crazy stories that we have? And it was like, well, we blew the power that time at the Foam Dome. I was like, yeah, but that's the story. It's we blew the power. <laughs> the end. Like, there's not like a crazy story that goes along with it. It's like, yeah, we're just playing too loud. I don't know. Um, I got, I was thinking, I got some like gear share like that's relatable like gear share horror stories is relatable one time i was haunted by an evil drum kit i think oh, no. that could be a story that i could tell yeah let's get into it <laughs> we played it was way back at uh one of the sustain fests i think it was sustain fest two we played and we were on like pretty early and they were like we want everybody to use this kit and i was like all right we can use this kit i was like i got a bad feeling about this kit like i don't i don't know if it's to do with my um lack of drum technique if I'm maybe not playing the way that you're supposed to play but um I tend to like if I, I play I play kind of hard and I end up, if I'm not playing like a solid kit it's going to move everywhere and like the, the the wandering bass drum is like one of my greatest uh nemesis at a show with like uh you know gear shares and stuff I always try to use mine because I know it's not going to you know, it's got, it's got some good pegs. Um, but yeah, this one, like immediately, like halfway through a song, I was like, oh no, like it's, it's already moving like halfway across the room. This is terrible. We put like a cab in front of it or something so it wouldn't move. But I was like, oh, that was, this kid is no good. I think Coach, I brought my drums to that show as well too but i was like all right you want everybody to use this fine fine i'll i'll, I'll like i'll i'll do it we're we're on early i'm not gonna fuss um and i think cold shoulder played after us or like a band or two after us and i was yo you guys have to use my drums this drum don't use this kit it's terrible so i didn't use my drums but they used my drums and i was like i wish i could have used my drums and then i was trying to remember what show it was but that same kit like turned up again at like a different show I think it was in Barry. I can't remember. And I don't remember, but I remember like, they were like, okay, we have a house kit. Here it is. And I was like, oh, you, like I, <laughs> I, I've played this kit before. I'm not playing this kit. I knew exactly which one it was. I was and I think I, I asked the guy too, I was like, where did this kit come from? And I think he mentioned that he got it from, like he may have got it from the same place that Stanfest got it from. And I was like, this is the same kit. So I was like, why is this kit following me around? but that's my crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Not that crazy. Now, someone who's been playing in, you know, bands for, for quite a while, did you ever, have you ever toured over to the States uh, when it was a lot easier to cross over to the States? No, no, we've only, we've never gone too far. We've been around Ontario, like lots of places in Ontario, out to like Quebec and like Montreal and stuff, but we haven't really gone um we've done a couple like little summer like week or two like little runs and stuff um but we just do like around ontario we haven't like ventured that far out yet we had like a little bit of plans that we were thinking about like because we know some people in buffalo we know some people in detroit we were gonna like go around but we didn't get to that from then we maybe maybe when it comes back we can get we can get back to that but yeah no we hadn't got to that yet and and for for people, I mean, I guess outside of Ontario who don't really understand, uh, Ontario is it's a really easy province to tour because there's so many. There's a lot of major cities like two or three hours in between each other. You can you could start at Windsor, which is at like pretty much the border of Detroit, uh, and then you can you can literally head all the way up north, and you can hit London. You can hit um, you can hit you can hit a bunch of other places and uh it's so easy to get done so i always understand that so many bands from ontario 
don't necessarily get to breach outside of it because a it's a friggin' huge province it takes like 12 hours to drive north to get to thunder bay to even just drive west but b there's so much resources around that there's there's not a real reason to kind of even leave there's so much driving to do in between the major cities outside of the provinces that yeah i'm i understand why they you know bands haven't necessarily have done that excursion it's a lot yeah, it's a huge province. There's lots of cool places to go to. Like you go up to like Sudbury and like North Bay and stuff, right? We played like Ottawa. Ottawa is like the you know the capital of Canada. It's like a huge city. Lots of big cities like London. Yeah. Did you know there's a Did you know there's a city in Ontario called Emo? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emo, Ontario. It's only like two thousand people, but I think we have to play there. Yeah. And what's, what's funny about Ontario is uh, I've always made this joke and I've always, I've, I've wanted to pull this trigger on it. Um, a lot of uh, cities in Ontario uh, have the same name <laughs> as places in Europe. So we've always wanted yeah. to be like, let's do a European tour. And then uh, like, uh play London, London. Play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> starts in London yeah yeah it starts in London there's a couple other places uh Sussex or no, like Cornwall Cornwall yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played we played Cornwall once it was not a show that we've ever played exactly oh yeah. that was one of the ones that I considered for the funny story because the time that we played in Cornwall there was a band that was like the local band and they played first which they probably should have played last but like whatever they played first and then when they were done they started taking down they like they, this band put on the show like they arranged the show they had us like come out and they were like yeah we're putting on the show cool everything's cool and then when they were done playing they started taking down the pa and we were like uh we're like what's up with the pa and they were like oh you guys don't have your own pa and we we're like no we don't have our own pa what do you, what do you mean Cornwall bands, man. Cornwall bands, every, every band in Cornwall has their own PA and sets up their own PA, apparently. So yeah. watch out for that in Cornwall. <laughs> that reminds me of a time that there was uh, a band from outside of Ontario. I think they were from BC. Um, they were playing The Doors in Hamilton, and they, were, they had run and promoted the show entirely themselves. And I think they had, I mean, they're coming from BC. So you can only assume that they had been on the road for a couple of weeks already. So by the time that they got to the doors, the doors offers you an option. Uh, you can, I think, pay 15 bucks and they'll give you mics to set up. And uh, you get like 10 of that, 10 of that dollars back. And, you know, everything's good. You, you, everybody's got mics for the night. But they were, you know, a band was, you know, pinching pennies at the time so much that they, they had their own mics and stuff that they were like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to dish out the $15. They probably needed it, to be honest. And then, so we come up to play and yeah, everybody, same situation. Everybody's pulling their mics away and uh, they're going like, you didn't bring your own mic. And I'm going like, like, no, like if somebody would have told me to bring my own mic, that would have been great. Like I had no yeah. problem. But like, yeah, did not get the memo. And then like, they were kind of they, the one band was like, uh, it was the it wasn't the band from BC. It was another band that was playing with us. But they were like, uh, I guess you can use our mic. And they were like, here, like offering us as if they were doing us a favor. And it was like, yeah, gee, thanks. Like, uh, only like we can only play our set now because of you. Like, thanks. <laughs> Gear share, man. Gear share nightmares. That's a good category. It, Gear share nightmares. It is a it, it is a category <laughs> in its own. Because it, it can be convenient, but it can also be catastrophic. I mean, I, yeah. underst I understand why uh, guitarists uh, want to share 
cabs, but I also understand yeah. why guitarists don't want to share out their cabs. It's a mm. fucking ton of money if anything happens to it. It's true. Yeah. Don't. Oh my god. Don't get me started on breakables. <laughs> it's all breakable, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Well, you know what? Let's. Uh, that wraps up about this episode of Banecdotes. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me, Darren. Uh, yeah, take. Thank you for taking the time to do this for me. Uh, where can all the listeners find the band social medias at? You know, Instagram. I don't really use Facebook anymore, so definitely like you can find me on Instagram, and then they're all linked there. But you know, Powerbomb HC, I think X Street Justice X, and I think Heartless CA. I think I'm not sure what the Heartless Instagram is. I think it's Heartless CA. You know how you gotta tag something on at the end because it's always taken, right? So Powerbomb was taken. We got Powerbomb HC. Yeah. Right on. Well, thank you so much. We're going to end the episode with Rest in Peace by Powerbomb. Take it easy, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Banecdotes. The song I played in the middle there by Powerbomb was called One Wing Angel. Now, they're a wrestling-themed band, as you heard Darren describe. But I always thought the One Wing Angel was a Final Fantasy reference. You know, Sephiroth for all my anime nerds out there. You know, I don't know. Would you consider Final Fantasy an anime? I would. Support Banecdotes. Like, subscribe, rate, review, follow us. Check us out on Instagram at Banecdotes. That's B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. Shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be featured, tell me about your new music that you have coming out. Yeah, let's talk music. That's why, that's why we're here. Take it easy, folks.